0: mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Text for today from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Whoever doesn't want to work shouldn't be allowed to eat. We hear that some of you are not living disciplined lives. You're not working, so you go around interfering in other people's lives. We order and encourage such people by the Lord, Jesus Christ, to pay attention to their own work so that they can support themselves you know dear friends of christ you know as christians we don't talk a lot about work and it's not a subject that that we spend sermons on and yet the Bible's very clear that work it's a good thing work is holy work is right laziness our text says idleness is bad it's the opposite right it's the opposite um uh, Again, in today, in our world, people aren't wanting to work. People are choosing a lazy lifestyle. It seems to be systemic in our society. They don't want to work. But Paul doesn't mince words. He says, if anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. Yeah, it's that serious. Listen, if people... Can get a free handout, they will. If people can eat without working, they will. If people can get a house without and still be lazy and still be fed and have shelter, they will. And what does the Bible say about all this? Paul writes Whoever doesn't want to work shouldn't be allowed to eat, and yet we hear some of you are not living disciplined lives, you are not working. So you go around interfering in other people's lives and you know, we order we encourage such people by the Lord Jesus Christ to pay attention to their own work so they can support themselves work is a godly thing it's a gift and work is good now I know some of you are retired and you're thinking okay I'm, I'm retired I'm not working anymore what about me uh, it doesn't mean that retirement is sinful. That's not what we're talking about here, right? Um, some of you are stay-at-home moms, and of course, that's okay. It doesn't mean that stay-at-home moms are sinners. That's it's not we're saying. You work at home. Some of you uh, are people who want to work, but you can't. Many of us know what it's like to be unemployed. The, the job just isn't out there. You want a job, and fortunately, nothing comes your way, and there's no condemnation for somebody who wants a job and can't find one. And again then there are still people who can't work because they're simply not able either mentally or physically no longer capable of, of working. And you know if you've ever had a bad back, uh, you know what that's like. I've got a kind of a tough lower bad back today. It's painful. And and it hurts. It's not fun. It's nearly impossible to work when you have when you have a and your back isn't healthy and during times like that we have to depend on the work of others to take care of us we rely on doctors and we rely on nurses and we rely on taxi drivers people that are available to help us and that's why paul exhorts us to bear one another's burdens and jesus himself says that we're here to care for each other to be here, to help each other, to work for each other. Jesus says, when you care for the least of these, my brethren, you have cared for me. But this is the general truth. Work is good. Work is good, as long as you work. Martin Luther was extolling uh, the value of work. And tradition says that somebody asked Martin Luther that if this was the last day of his life on earth, what would he do? He answered, if I knew that tomorrow was the end of the world, I'd plant an apple tree today. Hmm. I'd like to use that image. I'd like to use that image as a metaphor for work. And so our theme, plant a tree. Now, I could say plant a tree or I could say go to work, right? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Be fruitful. Do something. Time's running out. Busy your life. If this were the last day of the earth, what would you do on the last day? How would you live? Uh, again, where would you go? Would your plans change and who would you do it with? All good questions. You know, Luther said he'd plant a tree. Now, I like that. I like that kind of attitude. Keep doing what you've always been doing as if nothing's different. Go to work. Be a productive citizen of society. Find somebody to take care of. Do what you need to do. Keep changing diapers. Keep washing the clothes. Keep making the dinner. Keep paying the bills. Take time to love somebody and then find somebody to care for. Live as if Christ We're watching. You know you lived for Jesus yesterday? You're living for Jesus today, you're going to live for Jesus tomorrow. Do the things that he'd have you do, as if it's your last day on earth, whether it is or whether it isn't. Have integrity. The psalmist pleads, I want to understand the path to integrity. (laughs) Do you know how to live with integrity? You know what integrity is? Integrity is what you do when no one is watching. That's integrity. Are you the same person you are when you're alone? Would you do the same thing? That's integrity. So, work with integrity. As if Christ is watching as if working for the Lord. Go plant a tree. Again, the biblical support we have for work goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden and where God commanded Adam and Eve to plant a tree in Genesis. The Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to farm the land and to take care of it. There was work to be done. Yes, even in paradise. And yes, there is work that will be done when we get put on the new earth in heaven. Work is an eternal good. However, today we see work as labor. We, we see work as burdensome. Work as a toil, right? It, it's, sometimes work is not fun. But the Spirit of God will one day say to all the saints who have taken on their new bodies, living in the new earth, in their new creation, new heavenly creation, he will say, let them rest from their hard work. Now that sounds like we're not going to work anymore. We finally, after all this time, get to rest, right? Um, But the word for work here is topos. Topos is work, that is weary work, painful work, toilsome work. In heaven, we'll never know that kind of work. There will never be laborsome work in heaven. You see, work doesn't have to be difficult. There are times where work is fulfilling, time where work is right. And maybe you've you've done that before. You've worked and you've known joy from work. Uh, Some of you like to have hobbies or something like that, and you go to work and you start dealing with your hobbies and you're working at your hobby, and the time just passes by and you look and, and the whole afternoon went away because you were so busy with your your task and you enjoyed it so much that's a that's a that's that's a blessing some of us you know look for work to relax it energizes us and that's the way it'll be in heaven work will relax us work will energize us the prophet isaiah describes work in heaven this way they will build houses and they'll live there everybody thinks well what's heaven going to be like going to be like we're going to live on clouds they will build houses and they will live there They will plant vineyards, and they will eat from them. They will not build homes and have others live there. They will not plant and have others eat from it. My people will live as long as trees, and my chosen ones will enjoy what they've done, and they'll never again work for nothing. So what will we do in heaven? Well, we will be planting trees. (laughs) Why? Why? because there's always work to do. It's not hard to imagine what working in paradise might have looked like. I mean, there were vegetables to harvest, there were fruit, there was fruit to pick, there were cows, they needed the milking, and the cheese needed to be made. And of course, the, the, the beer wasn't going to brew itself, right? But even in a perfect world, there was work to be done. So also in an imperfect world. And we live in a fallen world. It makes work much more difficult. It makes work far less rewarding. God told Adam, Cursed is the ground because of you. And all your life you'll struggle to extract a living from it. Because of the curse, that ground is going to grow thorns and thistles for you, and you shall eat its grasses. All your life you will sweat to the master of ground until your dying day. We live under the curse. That's why work never works out the way we hope. Screws get stripped. Muscles get sore. Backs get thrown out. You You plant a tree today and it gets blown down by the wind tomorrow. But none of this changes the fact that work is a good gift from God. And God has given every one of us work to do. He's given every every one of us. God himself is a working God, right? Um, And God wills that the people he made be working too. Paul was a tent maker. Peter was a fisherman. Luke was a, a doctor. He was a physician. And they all planted trees. They did work, and they also worked to spread the gospel on top of all that. Yes, we have work to do for the sake of the gospel as well. There is work to be done in the church. Again, Paul writes, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead, and the word of the Lord may be honored among us. And may the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. So how do you spread God's word? You know, how do you work to do that? Now, there are temptations, right? There are temptations. Many people don't want to do that work to spread the gospel, to spread the news of Christ. Say, it's not my job. I'm kind of lazy here. You know, let someone else do it. Somebody else can run the council, somebody else can run the congregation. The temptations are always there to cheat, to cut corners, to be lazy, to get complacent to do as little as possible. But this is especially true when it comes to the work of the church. And on top of that, there's a constant battle that when you do the work of the church, it's discouraging. And it leads us to despair. Church work seldom goes the way we want it to go. And when you do church work, we feel like we're wasting our time spinning our wheels We have a problem of work in the church. 20% do all the work. What are the other 80%? What does the Lord say to them? (laughs) Go plant a tree. Jesus did. Nobody worked harder than he. Indeed, no one was more faithful than Jesus. Jesus. And Jesus was there at creation when all things were made through Him and for Him and by Him. And when the world needed a Savior, yeah, He came. He applied for the job. He did the work. And He knew the blood, the sweat, and the tears that it would take to get the job done. He did the dirty work no one else could do. He stepped into the void. He became our Savior. And He humbled Himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Yes, Jesus literally worked himself to death to save you. He labored, and he toiled beneath the weight of our sin. He worked until, worked and worked and worked until they nailed him to the cross. There's an old saying, and you've heard it before, idle hands are the devil's workshop. Lazy hands are a prime opportunity for the devil to start giving directions in your life. But if idle hands are the devil's workshop, then those nail-scarred hands of Jesus defeat the devil's work. Those hands Those mighty hands of Christ that were pierced for you. Those hands, those loving hands of our Savior. Those hands that embrace you. Those hands that bless you. Those hands that forgive you. And when you finally depart this life in peace, and when you get to rest from all your labors in this life, Jesus will pat you on the back. And he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I'll set you over much. Enter into the joy of, my, of your master. And then he'll say, now go. Plant a tree. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and the life everlasting. Amen.